God has plans to prosper you, give you hope and a future too. So let me remind you of what you have the power to do. You can win, live your dreams, reach your goals, be happy, you can make it. Get motivated with Cassandra You're listening to the Cassandra Mack Podcast, where we maximize success and de-stress from the mess through a biblical lens. Make sure to hang out until the end. I have a special prayer that I'm going to pray just for you. When you get a moment, stop by the website, CassandraMackMinistries.com. Check out our books, inspirational mugs, hoodies, t-shirts, all designed with your mental health in mind to inspire you to live your blessed life. Happy birthday to all of you who have a birthday in this month, October. Happy birthday to you. Shout out to those of you listening from all around the globe. Where are you listening from? What country? What city? What state? I want to say a big thank you to the members of the Cassandra Mack YouTube channel. And thank you for those of you who faithfully support this ministry with your financial offerings and donations. We could not do what we do without your faithfulness and generosity. So a big thank you. Today's podcast is being sponsored by my self-love journal and workbook titled Because You're Worth It. It is a self-love workbook and journal that walks you through exercises and activities to cultivate godly self-love. So on today's episode, we're continuing our talk about three things that you're going to notice at a very young age when you've been set apart and chosen, and we are on part two. So last week in part one, we talked about the first thing that you notice or the first sign is you don't fit in. So today we're talking about the second sign, which is usually you would have experienced some sort of trauma growing up, some sort of trauma growing up. That is a second sign that you have been chosen and set apart. Now, here's why. If we remember that the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy, right? If we remember that about Satan, he comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, right? That's what the scripture says. The thief comes only, the only reason he comes is to steal, kill, and destroy. And he will use people and situations to try to kill our confidence, kill our spirit. And the way, think about the way, what is the easiest way to kill somebody's spirit? To send trauma in their life when they're young. What's the easiest way to send trauma in their life when they are young? Because when you traumatize somebody when they are young, it affects their belief system. It affects their personality development. And so if he can get us at a young age, 
during our formative years, before we are fully developed personality-wise, then he has an easier time getting us to believe that we are inadequate, that we are deficient. And he can try to get us, as his goal, to serve the kingdom of darkness. But because, despite everything you've been through, all the trauma, all the trials, you still serve God. There is a warring in the heavenlies. If you remember that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, it manifests itself in situations and circumstances, the wrestling, but that's not the real war. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. The real war, the real battle is always spiritual. And so when there's a warring in the heavenlies over your name, meaning that Satan knows that God has great plans and a great purpose and you're going to serve the kingdom of God in a mighty way, right? Because that's on you from your birth. How do we know this? Well, let's go back to what Ephesians 2.10 says. We are God's workmanship. Workmanship is a masterpiece created in Christ Jesus. So we're created in that vein to do what? A good work. That means walk in purpose, be a force for good by being a force for God. So we are created in Christ Jesus to do a good work. Now, when did God prepare this good work? According to that scripture beforehand. And what are we supposed to do? Walk in them. So we are created, we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do a good work which God prepared beforehand. So before you were even born, your purpose was waiting, your arrival According to the scripture, we can deduce this from the scripture. And so knowing that you're going to be changing lives, inspiring people, motivating people through the use of your gifts, your talents, your story, your testimony, your voice, and all the other things that make you uniquely you. Why would Satan want that? He comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. He is like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. And so Satan tried to devour some of you at a very early age through parental neglect, but he didn't devour you. Some he tried to devour you through parental physical abuse or verbal and emotional abuse. Some he tried to devour through incest. Some he tried to devour and the list can go on of all the ways through being in foster home after foster home where there was nothing but abuse going on see satan didn't want you to come into the full knowledge of who you were now if we remember that he is the father of lies and so through trauma through all those toxic circumstances that many of us have been through he wants to put lies in our head that we're inadequate he wants to put lies in our head that it was our fault he wants to put lies in our head that who we are is not enough and so when we begin to look back at our childhood through the lens of spiritual maturity spiritual maturity through the lens of a healed place through christ we can begin to put the pieces together and say, oh, there was a hit on me. 
there was a hit on me from the womb. There was a hit on me from the kingdom of darkness from when I was in the womb because of the great things that I'm going to do with my life. And some of you don't realize your greatness. You may say, well, I'm just a secretary. I'm just a custodian. I'm just a, and you can fill in the blanks. That has nothing to do with the lives you touch and the people you inspire. That's greatness. And so Satan tried to steal, kill, and destroy because he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He tried to steal, kill, and destroy your faith, your spirit. He tried to destroy the legacy that you were going to build by bringing trauma early on because the thinking is if he could damage us a lot early on, then we will be so damaged that we will fall into the kingdom of darkness. But you didn't do that. You made a choice. You chose light and blessings every day. There's always two paths put before us, life and death. But you chose life. We chose life. The believer chooses life. Doesn't mean we're perfect. Doesn't mean we don't have rough days. But you're choosing life. Every day you get up and you are about your father's business and you're trying to be the best person you could be and you are growing in the fruit of the spirit. Remember, fruit starts out as a seed. We ain't going to grow overnight. You don't put a tomato seed in the ground on a Friday at 3 o'clock and at 5.15 you got a fully ripe tomato. That's, that's not, that doesn't even make sense. And so it's through seasons it's through sunlight, watering. You have to put your seeds in fertile soil. And so this is why the mind got to be renewed and has to be renewed every day. You're putting the seed of the word of God in the fertile soil of the renewed mind, but the mind got to be renewed every day. Every day. Because Satan is warring. There's a war. Why would he want you to be a force for good? Why? When he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. When he's the father of lies. When he was a murderer from the beginning. So he tried to murder your spirit. For many of us, he tried to break my spirit at a young age through trauma. And so when we begin to see this, and I'm speaking to the believer, I want to be very clear. We're looking at this through the lens of the spiritual first. One of the things that I learned when I was a student at Hunter College, and I was a student studying social work, one of our first classes around human behavior we would study something called the biopsychosocial. And we would look at human beings through that three-pronged lens. Biology, our human nature. Psychology, the mind. And social, our relationships, the social world. Not just our relationships, but social structures that are in place. And so it's biopsychosocial. We learned that early on uh, when I was uh, in the social work uh, master's program in, in uh, the Hunter College School of Social Work. But the thing that we didn't learn was spiritual. So I would add a fourth prong to that. And I would say the spiritual psychosocial, I'm sorry, the spiritual biopsychosocial. And so when we add the spiritual lens, we're able to see that for some of us, trauma came in early to break our spirit so that we would not walk in, so that we would be so defeated that we would not have the spiritual strength to rise. 
and to walk in purpose and destiny. If we look at the life of Joseph, we see this at work. And I'm going to look at this through that lens. So we see that Joseph had his father's favor, right? So much so that his father gave him this coat of many colors. Similar to all of us, we have the favor of God, the father's favor on our life. Now for Joseph, we're, we're, uh, we see that he is given a coat of many colors. So he is given something that represents the father's favor outwardly. And so your coat of many colors may not be a literal coat because we know that the Bible uses allegory, analogy to teach the larger, broader messages of the kingdom. And so your coat of many colors might just be your resilience. And as a child, they couldn't break your spirit. So it was apparent that the hand of God was on your life, even through the trauma, even through the trauma. So when we look at Joseph, he's got, you know, his father's favor and he's got this coat of many colors that his father gives him as a gift. So there are certain gifts that the father gave you. Could be a gift for singing, a gift for positivity, a gift for encouragement, whatever that gift is. And that gift will make room for you. And so Joseph has this gift of many colors, of this coat of many colors, but he also has the gift to interpret dreams. And... He has this dream. He shares the dream with his uh, brothers. And they already were envying him because of the father's favor on his life. But now they hated him all the more. So much so that they couldn't even speak peaceably about him. You probably experienced that. When your name came up in rooms, people can't even speak peaceably about you. Mighty even said, oh, you're such a stubborn child. You, you, you're such a willful child couldn't even speak peaceably about you even from a child so they couldn't speak peaceably about him and they lure him and he and they end up throwing him in a pit and then he goes through a series of really difficult circumstances he is accused of a crime he didn't commit he goes to jail he's accused of this crime he, he uh doesn't commit he's in a pit so just think about like his life you know and then uh, the, the king has this dream and no one can interpret this dream and they remember Joseph and Joseph interprets his dream and his whole life is turned around and now he's the prime, it's years later, decades later, and now he's the prime minister of Egypt, second only to the Pharaoh. But he went through a lot of adversity. His life didn't start out that way and he was like an outsider in his own family. His own brothers didn't even like him. They hated him. So you might have even experienced extreme sibling rivalry. That's traumatic. When your own siblings don't like you, that's, that's a traumatic experience. And so he was thrown in a pit. And so many of us were thrown in pits. Not literally, but figuratively. Thrown in the pit of abuse. Thrown in the pit of being the family scapegoat. Thrown in the pit of being rejected by our own family. And you can insert the pit because you know the pit that you had to deal with the psychological pit the spiritual pit and so it's important to understand that the enemy tried to devour some things but he wasn't able to doesn't mean that we're not affected we may have some scars but you know what scars are this is where people get it twisted a scar is proof that healing has taken place. So when people say you are scarred, they don't know what they're talking about. Scars are proof that healing is taking place. When we think about the body and think about how, how, how uh, awesome God is in terms of how the body functions. 
So when you have a wound and that wound is open, blood is gushing out the wound. You lose blood. Eventually you lose enough blood, you die. But there's a, a natural process that the body has when you begin healing and new skin, new skin comes over the old skin as the wound begins to close. Let's say you get stitches, new skin comes over the old skin. Now that new skin is a scab and it may look ugly to the eye, right? So you may think it's ugly because you don't realize the beauty and the scar is that new skin, new skin cells are making new skin so that the wound is no longer open. You're no longer bleeding. You're no longer bleeding from the wound. And then over time, there's going to be a scar and the scar is actually evidence. It is evidence that healing has taken place. I don't understand why people don't get this. The, the, the scar is not problematic. The scar is evidence. I have a scar on my leg and I got the scar. I know I was very young, I had to be maybe 18, 19. And uh, I cut myself and it was a deep cut. And when I look at the scar, of course I don't love it, you know, when I look at the scar on my leg, but it's a reminder that I'm no longer bleeding. Even though I was cut with a sharp metal object, I am no longer bleeding. I was shaving and, and the, the, the thing got lodged in my skin, shaving my legs, and I got cut. And it's noticeable. It's at the bottom of my leg. And so when uh, I was bleeding, I had to you know, apply pressure to the area where there was bleeding. The bleeding stopped and you know over time there was a scar and so the scar is the evidence that I'm no longer bleeding from an open wound so when we have emotional scars what that is letting us know is it is a reminder you're not that little girl anymore baby you ain't bleeding from that open wound it's not even open I know it feels like it's open when you're triggered but just look, you ain't bleeding no more. That's why the scar is there. It's new skin. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Take off the old man and put on what? The new one. And so when you are reminded of that, you're not that little boy anymore that they made fun of. Now give yourself some grace. Go back and tell that little boy, little girl, you love them. And you got them. And God brought you through. So the scar is the reminder, it is the evidence. It is the evidence, you got evidence that healing has taken place. So the next time somebody tell you you scarred as a believer, you say you darn skippy, you darn skippy. I've been through some things. And the scar that you referring to is my regenerative process. It is the process of me taking off the old me and putting on the new me. You might not understand. Everybody ain't gonna understand. Sometimes you got to let people know, it's all right if you don't understand. We perish for a lack of knowledge. I'm sorry, you perishing. But I'm, 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 I'm living. And the scar is a reminder of what I survived. It is actually part of my testimony. And I may still cry when I talk about it.
But the difference is I'm not bleeding from an open wound. You have to remind your mind of that because the devil is a liar and he will try to make you believe that the memory of the trauma you've been through means that you are reliving it again. He will try to make you believe that post-traumatic stress disorder means that you are living it right now in real time when in fact it is a memory. But he'll try to make you believe you live in it in real time right now. Remind your mind of who you are. Remind your mind of who you are. Let the same mind that was in Christ Jesus be in you. That's what the scriptures say. You got to let it. Let implies choice. Let implies choice. You got to choose life by saying, okay, I'm not that little girl no more. I'm not that little boy anymore. You ain't going to talk to me crazy. I'm not that little girl no more. I'm not that little boy anymore. I'm not going to sit here and allow you to in in hurl insults at me. I'm going to go on ahead and go about my business. You'll be blessed. I'm not that little girl or little boy anymore. I don't need your validation. You can think my idea is stupid. You can think my business idea is stupid. That's okay. Because when God gave me a calling, it wasn't a conference call. He didn't call you into the conference because it's not a conference call. He didn't call you into the calling. He called me to do what I do. You ain't got to agree. I don't need your validation. I need nothing from you. I don't even need your approval. This is why you got to know who you are in God. It is a game changer. So I hope this begins to really allow you to clarify some things that you need to, to bring clarity to of some things you might have went through when you were younger to really begin to see, oh, the devil had a hit on me because of where my life is going and what I'm going to be doing in terms of inspiring other people. Now, some people ain't going to get this. And that's okay because it ain't meant for everybody to get. I'm clear that I'm not called to everybody. You ain't got to believe. As for me and my house, we're going to make a clear choice. What you choose to do is on you. But for those that get it, those who know, they know. So as you begin to look back over your life, I want you to see your scars as evidence I want you to look up when you have a chance. Look up how the body heals in terms of scarring and you will begin to understand that scars are evidence that the skin has been regenerated. That new skin is making sure that the wound is closed. See, because when a a wound is open, you you are susceptible to all kind of infections which will bring on disease. And so when our wounds are open emotionally, it brings on dis-ease of the mind. We're not in harmony with who we are in God. And we believe that we are less than, we're damaged goods, we're inadequate. Because we don't really understand that we are the head and not the tail. We don't really understand that we are God's workmanship. We don't really understand that we're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. It says seated. Seated implies right now. Right now. You're seated in heavenly places. The heavenly places within you. Because where's the kingdom? According to the Bible? Within you. And so we're seated with Christ Jesus now, presently. 
It's a spiritual positioning. It is a spiritual stance. And so when we're clear about that, we're seated in heavenly places. So it's, it's now. It's also future, right? When we go on to be with the Lord, but it's also now. We're seated. So as we begin to be very clear about who we are, we can begin to unpack some of the trauma that may feel like it has a hold on us so that we can be reminded that the enemy, you ain't got no hold over me. I have overcome. Do you know overcome means to come over? I have come over this trauma. I'm on the other side of it. That's, that's what overcome means. I'm on the other side. I was on the side of an open wound, bleeding, open all kind of infections and disease, but now I'm on the other side of it. You ain't gonna make me believe something wrong with me. Uh-uh. And so as we begin to move through that, it'll begin to make sense. So I hope that this was helpful for those of you that notice at an early age, boy, I've, I've been through hell. Yeah, you have, just like me. And now you understand why. You wrestle not against flesh and blood. Satan was trying to stop the good works that were prepared for you by God beforehand for you to walk in. He was trying to stop that. He ain't stopping nothing. He ain't stopping nothing. Not a zilch. Not a daggone thing. So be reminded of that and you be reminded of who you are in God. So let's pray right where we are. Be going to pray. 1 Peter 2.9 Thank you, Father God, for reminding us in accordance with 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, that we're a chosen generation, that we're royal, that we're holy, and that we're peculiar in a good way, in a God way. Thank you for reminding us that we should show forth the praises of you who has called us out of darkness into your marvelous light. So we thank you, Father God. Father God, we ask that you help us or any of us that are still struggling and battling trauma from childhood. We ask, Father God, that you remind us that we have survived it, that you help us heal from it. And if need be, if we need to get ourselves into therapy with someone who is trained to understand the trauma we have been through, Father God, we ask that you give us the courage to get the help we need. We thank you. We ask that you strengthen the hedge of protection around our mind. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. All right. So you're going to have an awesome, powerful week. And it's all right. It's all right that we're a little peculiar. That's all right. So if you want to dive deeper into topics like this, I would really encourage you to become a member of the Cassandra Mack YouTube channel. You'll have access to our Wednesday Wellness Club through membership uh, if you become a member at the second tier or higher. Now, the Wednesday Wellness Club is a therapeutic group that meets the first and third Wednesday of every month by telephone conference call, and we focus on mental health, mental wealth, self-care, emotional healing, emotional mastery, mastering our emotions, cleaning up our mental mess, all through a biblical framework, and it is cheaper than therapy. So if this sounds like something that you would like to be part of, maybe you're in a place where you're like, you know, I know I need to heal some areas of my life. I know that I need to 
really cultivate and invest in my mental health, invest in my mental wealth, why not join the group? Again, it is cheaper than uh, therapy. And if you're not able to make the live meetings that we have on the first and third Wednesday of the month, the beauty of being a member is you have access to the replays of the Wednesday wellness call as a member at the second tier or higher, and you can interact in the comments. So you still uh, have access to the teachings that will really help you develop robust mental wealth, beyond mental health, mental wealth, inner wealth. I would also encourage you to pick up a copy of Speaking Life Into Your I Am. This book is a game changer. Of course, the ultimate book is the Bible. But in addition to the Bible, Speaking Life Into Your I Am is going to teach you who you are. This Bible takes 25 scriptures from this book, I'm sorry, takes 25 scriptures from the Bible that speak to who we are in God. And it walks you through the process of how to affirm each scripture, how to actually begin to speak life, right? The tongue, with the tongue, we're either speaking life or we're speaking death. So how do you begin to affirm and walk in the knowledge of these scriptures? So a lot of people have information, we're in the information age, but information is not knowledge. You can have a lot of information and still be a fool. And so knowledge, knowledge is applied knowledge is applied it is walking out and doing what you know and don't be offended by the word fool fool just means lacking wisdom and sometimes we are fools i know i've been a fool we don't know who we are it is foolish to believe we're inadequate when god is very clear that we are the head and not the tail the head means that you are wired for leadership that you have seeds of leadership on the inside that's what it means no matter where you reside in your company chart, no matter how many mistakes you've made in the past, when you tap into your kingdom within knowing who you are as an image bearer of God, you walk differently, you talk differently, you deal with haters differently, you deal with criticism and you, you let it go in one ear and out the other, especially destructive criticism designed to break you and mock you. I'm not talking about constructive feedback designed to help you level up so you, you you show up differently so i would encourage you to get the book speaking life into your im it's available at amazon as well as barnes and nobles and this is a book that is meant to be kept like a tool so think about how you have a toolbox with different tools right your hammer with different tools and you take out your tools for two reasons when you need to build or repair and so the book is the same. When you need to build your confidence and self-esteem because maybe you went through something that, uh, you know, made your confidence take a little beating or when you need to repair your confidence and self-esteem. And sometimes we need to repair, right? Maybe you're going through a harsh breakup that nearly, you know, stole all of your self-esteem, making you believe you're unworthy. Maybe you are uh, the scapegoat of your family and you have been conditioned to believe that, you are the worst of the worst and you got to really begin to you got to really begin to let that kind of thinking go so that you can embrace who god says you are and so the book is going to help you do that and it's a book that's meant to be read whenever you need it you 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 uh you get into it the other thing a lot of you ask uh how can you advertise on the cassandra mac podcast particularly those of you who are entrepreneurs 
those of you who are authors yourself, those of you who may have a podcast and you want to expand your reach, leveraging the Cassandra Mac brand, you can go to the company website, strategiesforempoweredliving.com, click on the link that says advertising the Cassandra Mac podcast and follow the prompts from there. If our ministry has been a blessing to you, please consider giving a financial offering. Every bit helps. Also, share this podcast, share our videos, leave a a review on Amazon if you have our book. So if you have Unleash Your Unstoppable, Speaking Life Into Your I Am, the Soul Fast Workbook, if you have any of the simple prayer books, leave a detailed five-star review because that helps us get these resources into the hands of more people who need it. The more people that know about these resources, the more we're able to help people navigate life with wisdom, resilience, and grace. There's so much garbage out there. There's so much negativity. There's so much false information out there that we want to empower people with real practical tools biblically to help them change their life for the better and maintain robust mental health through knowing who they are, through being able to walk out the scriptures. So we're not just hearers of the word, but we're doers of the word to embrace and activate the power of prayer. So we teach these things in our resources. So with that being said, we, uh, with that being said, we will see you next week. And then we're going to focus on the third sign that you'll notice at a very young age that you've been set apart and chosen. So we pray. So be blessed, everybody. And uh, let's do our best, all of us, to be a blessing wherever we go.